Welcome into the newest edition of the Checkerboard Chat. I'm Ryan Schumpert, joined as always by our assistant sports editor of the Daily Beacon, Josh Lane. We have a little bit uh, shorter podcast for you today as the Tennessee softball team was out of action this weekend due, due to some positive COVID-19 tests, but the Tennessee baseball team was in action and they picked up a huge series win over Florida in what was week one of a really two-week gauntlet for this program. Tennessee won the first two games before blowing a lead on Sunday in a possibility of sweep. Josh, what were your biggest takeaways from Tennessee's series win? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the gauntlet uh, that Tennessee was going to be in Florida to Vandy next week. Uh, the biggest takeaway for me is that just that they found a way to win the series, right? Um, you know, Florida, the number one team in the preseason, right? Uh, they don't give that to anybody, as Vitello says. So, you know, they're going to be a tough opponent. Um, you know, they had some pretty good pitching, uh, you know, in general, some good efforts out of the bullpen. Their offense looked pretty good. So, you know, for Tennessee to to find a way to fix some of those problems that they had last week, we talked about, um, you know, the scoring, the driving in runners, uh, not leaving men on base. They cut that way down. Um, so just finding a way to win the series. And I know, you know, disappointing on Sunday to drop that one. That was always, you know, what could have been type game, like they could have had to sweep, could have moved to first place. But I still think big picture, this was a, a huge, huge win for the Vols right now. Yeah, and it's it's funny that we're even talking about it. Like, it's somewhat disappointing that they lost the game because the, where this program was, I mean, you always take a win, a series win in the SEC, and you certainly always take one over a program like Florida. And, I mean, gee, it wasn't too long ago that Tennessee picking up a win against the Florida team was, was a, almost a success. And I agree with you on the takeaways. This team just keeps on finding ways to win games. They really – you know, they were down a couple of times on Friday night and on Saturday. They found ways to fight back and they took advantage of their opportunities. And you kind of mentioned that a little bit. We talked about it last week. They couldn't leave the runners on base that they did against Alabama. And it felt like almost all weekend, anytime Florida made a defensive mistake or the pitcher got rattled and was walking a bunch of guys, it seemed like Tennessee really capitalized on it. I think Tennessee has scored eight or 17 runs on the weekend with two outs. So some clutch hitting and I think that was certainly a good sign because that's, I think, how Tennessee is going to have to have success against uh, top-level SEC competition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you know, we've mentioned the pitching. Well, you know, of course, Vandy coming to town next week, they've got tremendous pitching. I know we'll get to that later, but you're not going to have many runners on against some of these some of these top, you know, top-quality SEC teams, right? You know, Alabama didn't have the best pitching staff, so, you, you know, they could put plenty of pressure on them, but it was that that driving in runs, you know, coming through that Tennessee really struggled with. So to get, you know, not only a pretty good amount of runners on against, you know, this Florida team, but to, to come through with two outs, as you mentioned, you know, to actually, you know, capitalize to drive them in, that, that was big from Tennessee. They really needed that. Yeah, and Tennessee was able to do that really because they had more contributions up and down the lineup. Two of the best hitters on the team, Jake Rucker and Drew Gilbert, they combined for just three hits on the weekend, really struggled. But Tennessee was able to pick up the slack offensively. Just how did they do that and how crucial is that for this team moving forward? Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so big for them going forward because uh, you know, Max Ferguson and Connor Pavoloni are two names that really stand out to me having from having a good weekend, right? Um, I guess Max had a little more to show for it as far as hits wise and Pavoloni did, but you know, they both made consistently better contact they were squaring up balls you know they looked they looked a lot a lot more like uh you know what they did last year and of course they brought so many awards they were so well decorated coming into the into the offseason so you know to have two guys like that that were such big parts of Tennessee's um success last year you know they they've been struggling all year it's no secret but 
you know, some of these other guys have picked up slack. I mean, you mentioned Drew Gilbert. Jake Rucker's been so good all year. Liam Spence has been incredible. And so, you know, you got those guys that are still doing well. And if you can put in Ferguson, you can put in Pavoloni or even Steenstra, who's really come on strong this past week. You know, you can combine all, the, all that together when, and with, you know, pitching that seems like it's, you know, finally coming to form. I think this Tennessee team is going to be scary. I don't, you know, I think they've got a shot, you know, to make a pretty good run this year. Yeah, I agree. And, and like you said, Ferguson and Pavoloni, those are the guys that stand out. Their numbers didn't jump out at you at being like, whoa, those guys have big weekends. But like you said, I thought they looked a lot better at the plate, made a lot more hard contact. Now there were still some strikeout problems for both of them that I think they're going to have to fix. And, you know, Ferguson, I thought at the times was a little more aggressive this weekend. He's a guy that always trying to get deep in counts. And I'm not going to say he plays the walk, but it kind of seems like that a lot of times. I was impressed. He was looking to jump on some early pitches, and he turned I think the first pitch he saw on Sunday for a base hit. So that was a good sign. And then, you know, I didn't wasn't even going to talk about it, but the, you brought up Liam Spence, and I feel remiss to not go into more details. I mean, he is he's just been unbelievable for this team. I don't think Tony Vitello or anyone on the staff ever expected to get this level of play from him at the plate. He's in 405 on the year, four, excuse me, 538 on base percentage, 568 slugging percentage. He's just been incredible. And, you know, I think it's gonna, Jack Leiter's probably going to be remarkably tough to knock off the top spot, but he has to be really thick right now, I think, in the SEC player of the year um, discussions. And, I mean, he's just been massive. And then you look at what I think was also very encouraging past just Ferguson and Pavoloni was Lipsius continu- Luke Lipsius continues to look a lot more comfortable and Evan Russell had a really good week. And those are guys that, you know, they're not, they don't have the stardom. They don't have the accolades besides their name, but in the past, those are both seniors that in the past have been really consistent hitters for Tennessee guys that can hit 275 with some power. And they, they just haven't been all that good this year. Luke Lipsius had, has honestly been playing better for a couple of weeks now. But those guys both had good weekends and they're they starting to look like they're returning to what to form of what Tennessee expects. And then you've seen Tennessee's identity on offense beat are going to grind out a bat. They're going to make pitchers work. And, you know, they those guys have been able to do that while struggling. But I think it makes this lineup just so much. Uh, I don't know if dynamics the right word, but so much more difficult to face when you have those guys at the back of the order that can hit with some consistency, too. And you're not leaning on Gilbert Rucker. Jordan Beck, Liam Spence that have to have good days. So I think that is certainly something that will be interesting to watch if they can keep up that with some consistency going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look up and down this lineup, it, it doesn't get any for, for it doesn't get any easier for the pitcher, right? Because I mean, as you mentioned, even the guys at the bottom of the lineup, when, when they're at their best, I mean, they, they can be pretty good hitters there. And so, I, you know, you look at, I guess, Jordan Beck was really kind of had the, the worst struggles this weekend, but, you know, he, he's got so much potential. He's, he's such a good player. So, you know, if everyone starts clicking at the same time, you know, this lineup is going gonna, is gonna to give pitchers a challenge, that's for sure, if, you know, with how deep it is. Yeah, no doubt. And you expect more from Beck. You expect him to get going a little more. And then, you know, Steenstra didn't have a great hitting weekend. I think he just went 200. But – he continues the the flashes power, and I, I mean, I, it's remarkably impressive what that dude can, how far that can do, can hit the ball opposite field. He's just a double machine. I think because like he didn't have a ton of hits this weekend, but I think everyone he had was an extra base hit. So he continues to be a solid piece in in the lineup and someone I think Tennessee will rely on going forward. Speaking of someone Tennessee relies on very heavily, that is 
right-handed uh, relief pitcher Sean Hunley. Hunley had some struggles in the Friday night game at Alabama before bouncing back with a good performance on a Sunday against the Crimson Tide. Hunley was really good on Friday night against Florida, but then on Sunday against the Gators, he gave up the three go-ahead runs on a pinch hit three-run shot in the eighth inning. Is there, for you, any concern with Hunley at this point, and do you think uh, the problems are, are lingering at all? Uh, well, first of all, that was a pretty good segue there to Sean Hunley, so that, that, I was impressed <laughs> by that. But, um, you know, I, I honestly, I don't think that there's a lot of concern around Sean Hunley. I mean, he has been so consistently good for Tennessee for, for a long time, right? I know he's had a couple of bad starts this year, or not starts, um, bad appearances this year, right? Um, I guess sometimes, you know, when he goes, it can blow up on him. He'll give up a couple of runs, but it, you know, it was the home run. I, I don't know if it was just a mistake pitch or, you know, if they just got to him or whatever it was, but I'm, you know, I, I'm not really concerned about Sean Hundley. I think he's proven himself, um, you know, over the last past couple of years. I think that especially we've seen Tony Vitello consistently stick to his guys. He keeps playing guys, even that are struggling just to give him that opportunity I think he's going to still keep going to Shunley in, in the back end. But if it doesn't work out, um, I know, you know, Kirby Canell's really had um, a, a good couple of weeks in a row. So maybe he goes to that sort of back end closing role if um, if Hunley, you know, really struggles for a while. But I think they're going to keep giving the ball to Hunley. And I think, you know, he's this was just kind of a, a one-off bad outing for him. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And- the fact that he put two good outings in between makes you feel a lot more confident. And the one on Friday, he was really good, too. I think he gave up an infield hit his very first at bat. Didn't allow a Florida base runner to reach after that. Obviously, Nathan Hickey had the, the near home run to tie up the game. But he was really good. And, you know, I even go back to the Alabama series. Both of those two bad appearances, he got hurt by home runs. And in Alabama, I don't think he pitched, honestly, all that awful. Yesterday, I do think he struggled. You can see from the first at bat, he was struggling to, to miss his points. But that's going to happen sometimes. There's, you know, a good good forward hitting team will make him pay. So I don't think that is anything to be overly concerned about if you're a Tennessee fan. And I don't think that's anything Tony Vitello or Frank Anderson are overly worried about. Keeping these on the bullpen, Tennessee's bullpen has been pretty tight this year. They've mainly just used five guys being Sean Hundley, Redmond Walsh, Kirby, Cannell, Camden Sewell, and Mark McLaughlin. We saw them extended a little bit, kind of by force on Sunday with Connor Housley getting a little bit of work. What did you see from Housley, and how do you feel like it's important for Tennessee to expand things and, and kind of bring more guys into the fold for the weekend? Yeah, I, I definitely think it's going to be important for them, right? You, I mean, you know, you don't want to rely on just just the, like five guys all season, right? You know, you're going to have to bring some other guys in. Injuries are going to happen. Struggles are going to happen, whatever the case may be. So having – bullpen depth is going to be huge but I mean Connor Housley you know for his first SEC experience he he looked pretty good right uh you know didn't give up a hit didn't give up a walk or run or anything right he went at straight after hitters you know like we said a pretty good Florida lineup you know he wasn't wasn't shy about you know facing them trying to you know be too pretty or walk around them or whatever you want to call it but um he went he went right after them so I think that's encouraging but you know I think he'll probably get some more time maybe not this next weekend versus Vandy and unless things get you know, really bad or, you know, they have a really comfortable situation for him. But, you know, I think he'll definitely get more time um, in the SEC weekends going forward. I think, um, you know, a guy like Jason Rackers will probably get some more time. I know he's coming off of injury, but I think Vitello really likes him. 
Um, maybe even Jake Fitzgibbons, right? He started a couple of those midweek games. Um, you know, I think they might be kind of easing him into an SEC uh, weekend outing. So, you know, a couple guys like that that can give you uh, that can give Tennessee bullpen depth. I think that's going to be super super important for them going forward because, like as we said, this this SEC is real tough. So, you know, having having that depth op- option in the in the bullpen is going to be huge for them. Yeah, I agree, and I think Tennessee could probably keep on going in the regular season using five mainly relying at least on five bullpen pitchers is probably going to be weekends when you would have to use more guys. But overall, I think Tennessee can do that because you have those, so many of those relievers can pitch long innings, really all of them besides Redmond Walsh can. And if Redmond Walsh gets going like he has in the past, he can probably give you two innings. And then, but where I think it's going to potentially hurt the team or where you have to extend it is once you get into postseason play, once you get into the regional, you get in, if they were to make it to a super regional, you have, you just have to have, more pitching and right now Tennessee is in their current state an injury away for at a to a critical pitcher from being in a good amount of trouble because you know they're, they've been good but there's not a ton of room for error especially after Jackson Leap went down and Vitello like you said I agree Housley looked good he brings another element to Tennessee's bullpen because he throws harder than really anyone else in there and the way Vitello talked about him after the game it made it sound like you know he's going to be part of you know the plan going forward but I, I think you need to have at least one more guy be consistently. I think, like you said, Jason Rackers would be one of the first choices I had. I think Fitzgibbons is, is a good thought as well. Two other guys I would throw out there is maybe Will Mabry. Um, he's also mm-hmm. returned from injury last week. And then, you know, what's what's the deal with Elijah Pleasance? He started the year as the Sunday starter, and we he's ended up being a guy that's just taking an inning in the midweek game. Can they get his confidence back up? Because he has the stuff to be a, an SEC-level bullpen pitcher. I think his confidence is is very low right now from what you can tell from watching them and, and some comments Vitello has made. So I think that will certainly be uh, interesting to see how they expand it because I, I agree with you. I think they need to find at least a couple more arms before SEC play. Yeah, I really liked what you said about the injuries because, you know, one one guy, that that, that will throw their entire bullpen off. Like, you know, Kirby goes down or Sean. Some guys that are throwing two or three innings a game, you know, on, you know, two weekend, two days out of a weekend. I mean, that's huge for Tennessee. And like you said, they've gotten away with it now. You know, they, they could probably go for the rest of the regular season with it. But, you know, that that postseason time, the, the your depth is going to that's what separates, you know, the, the good teams from the great team. So, you know, any any guys. Um, you know, Housley, Pleasants, whoever you want to say, those guys are going to have to step up. And I think I tell Noja, I think, you know, we're only halfway through the season, not even halfway yet. I guess next week we'll be halfway. So, you know, they still have plenty of time to work guys up. I think that's not going to be an issue, but it's definitely something to watch going forward. Yeah, and I, I don't think you'll see them expand it much this weekend if they expand it at all. But once you get past this Vanderbilt series, the schedule starts to open up a little bit with Kentucky, Texas A&M, and Missouri, the next three series. Those are three, you know, there's not locks or any by any means, but those are three series Tennessee will be favored in going forward. So I think you'll have the opportunity to extend, extend oh, wow, Ooh, expand it a little bit there. And they really haven't had that opportunity at this point because you look at it since the first SEC game of the year to Georgia, every single game has been a really close game. So it's, it's hard to make that move when you're Vitello and go with a guy that maybe doesn't have that SEC experience. We will close things out by talking about the Commodores. Vanderbilt comes to town after its first series loss of the season. It'll be a top five matchup at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. I would have to imagine the biggest matchup at Lindsey Nelson Stadium in 20 plus years, if not ever. I mean, it's kind of a shame that we're not going to be able to have a full 
crowd there this weekend. But when you look at Vanderbilt, when you look at this weekend, what stands out to you? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously the first thing we got to say is their pitching. And they've got probably the top two prospects in all of baseball or college baseball with um, Jack Leiter and Kamar Rocker. I mean, those guys are just incredible what, what they've been able to do on the mound. They've got electric stuff. I mean, it's not even fair. It's like video game numbers, right? I mean, Jack Leiter started off with like, what, 16, 17 innings and in SEC play without a hit. I mean, that just those two guys right there, that that would be challenging enough for Tennessee. But, you know, their bullpen is still pretty good. Their lineups is still really, uh, really solid. So, I mean, look, everything, you know, that the Vanderbilt does, they do it pretty well. And so it's it's going to be a huge challenge for Tennessee, right? Well, you know, we talked about scoring runs, leaving men on base. As much as they, you know, would had to have that to win against Florida, you know, I'd say double that against Vanderbilt. Any guys you get on, you're going to have to drive in because, you know, runs are just going to be – are going to be uh, that far, few and far between. So, you know – I say the biggest thing that stands out to me is definitely their pitching. Those top two guys, they're just incredible to watch. Yeah, they're unbelievable. I mean, I don't, you know, obviously I haven't been following college baseball for forever, but I, it's, it's hard to imagine there's ever been a better one-two punch in this league mm-hmm. than those two guys. And Liner's just been absolutely spectacular. I mean, every single start, he's been very, very good. And the fact that in that, you know, no hitter in his first ever SEC starts, struck out 16 guys all throwing, all the strikeouts on two-seam fastball, that just shows how untouchable that pitch has been for him. And then you look at Rocker, he got hit around pretty good against Georgia last week, and I'll be interested to hear Vitello's thoughts on it going forward in a week, but I'd almost seen a bad thing for Tennessee. It's hard to imagine that Vanderbilt's going to have another bad weekend, that Rocker's going to have another bad performance. So Tennessee's really going to have to to be at their best, and the one other thing I'll add on Vanderbilt is they are pretty banged up right now. They had three position player starters that were out this weekend. And I think there's a good chance they'll get at least one of them back for the Tennessee series. And then two of their better bullpen arms have been injured as well. So I think it's going to be important for Tennessee to, to do what they do on offense, which is grind down at bats, really try to wear on pitcher, make them throw a lot of pitches and get to the bullpen early in games. Cause I think if they do that, they potentially have a chance, a chance to get the series win. And then looking at kind of matchup by matchup, I think you look at Saturday with Leiter versus Heflin, huge advantage, pitching advantage for Vanderbilt. I think you look at Sunday with Tidwell against Vanderbilt's Sunday starter. I think so it's an advantage for Tennessee, certainly not to the level that Leiter versus Heflin is. So I think this matchup could really come down to the Friday night game with uh, Rocker versus Chad Dallas. So it, it'll certainly be very interesting to watch. Yeah, and, and, you know, Chad Dallas, he's had – he's shown – you know, he's had a couple of really good Friday starts, right? He's had some bad ones here lately, but, you know – Friday against Florida, you know, he bounced back. He was really solid, um, you know, seven innings, three runs. So, like you said, it's going to come down to him. And, you know, I think – I don't know if he's obviously not at the level of his rocker, but that that would certainly be something to watch. If if he can, you know, be – have any sort of, um, you know, resemblance to the quality outings he's given Tennessee in the past, definitely put him in a um, a place to win the game. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely what to watch. But, uh, I mean – you know, you can't can't look past those guys like uh, Lighter and Rock because they are just so good. That's, that's going to be such a such a good series to watch. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I do think it is probably a good matchup for Chad Dallas because you look at his, his two home SEC starts. He's given up four runs in 14 innings off of four solo home runs. So he's been really good. He just he pounds the zone and he doesn't have over really overpowering stuff. So he's good when he makes a mistake. Good lineups can make him pay. And then, I'm not trying to say Vanderbilt's lineup isn't good because it is obviously a good lineup but 
I don't think that they have the the power, the overpowering offense that maybe LSU and Florida had. So I think that could potentially be a good matchup for him. But it will be very interesting to watch this weekend. We will have full coverage of the Tennessee baseball team. We'll have a grades article here on Monday, and then we'll have staff report on Tuesday's game as the Vols go to Colby, North Carolina, to take on Western Carolina. Is that is that how you say it? It's I think it's Colby. You were with me there yesterday, about three or four <laughs> times guesses, and I've been to Colby before. I should I should know. Um, been there for a football game, but yeah, we'll not be making the trek over there this week. So we will have staff report for you on that, and then. Great preview this weekend and then full coverage of everything from Tennessee's top five matchup with Vanderbilt at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. Thank you for joining us in this edition of Checkerboard Chat. I'm Ryan Schumbert, joined by Josh Lane. Have a great rest of your week, everybody.